Thank you for tuning in to the Everyday Christian Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we show that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. Here is your host, Chase Green. Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green, and today we're going to have another sermon in our series of sermons that I've preached for the January episodes of the podcast. This was a sermon that was preached on November 8th of 2020. It was entitled, Woe to Those Who Are at Ease in Zion. In this sermon, I make the point that certainly God was very displeased with Israel, and through the preaching of the prophet Amos, he had a lot to say about their very bad situation and consequences of their sin. But I also point out in this sermon that there are consequences for sins of spiritual Israel as well. Woe to those who are at ease in spiritual Zion, which is the church. Complacency is a major problem that we're dealing with. We also might call it lukewarmness. But the point is that if we are at ease in Zion, in the church, then certainly we will not be the salt and light that we need to be, and the nation will continue to crumble. I pray that as you listen to this sermon, it will help you to be zealous, and if necessary, to repent of the sin of complacency, or as Amos would say, being at ease in Zion. Thank you for joining us for this podcast, and I hope that you enjoyed this sermon. This will be a two-part sermon, so listen to the conclusion of it next week as we continue uh, in our podcast episodes for the month of January. It's good to see this number with us this morning. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Amos chapter 6. Amos chapter 6, as we discussed Wednesday night, we will uh, use this passage as our sermon this morning. We've been studying this, uh, the Minor Prophets, on Wednesday nights, but I just couldn't pass up Amos chapter 6 for a sermon. We're going to begin by reading this, and then for the sermon we will discuss the first seven or so verses of Amos chapter 6. Woe to you who are at ease in Zion, and trust in Mount Samaria, notable persons in the chief nation, to whom the house of Israel comes. Go over to Calneh and see, and from there go to Hamath the great. Then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Are you better than these kingdoms? Or is their territory greater than your territory? Woe to you who put far off the day of doom, who cause the seat of violence to come near, who lie on beds of ivory. Stretch out on your couches, eat lambs from the flock and calves from the midst of the stall, who sing idly to the sound of stringed instruments and invent for yourselves musical instruments like David, who drink wine from bowls and anoint yourselves with the best ointments, but are not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. Therefore they shall now go captive as the first of the captives, and those who recline at banquets shall be removed. 
Verse 8, the Lord God has sworn by himself. The Lord God of hosts says, I abhor the pride of Jacob and hate his palaces. Therefore, I will deliver up the city and all that is in it. Then it shall come to pass that if ten men shall remain in one house, they shall die. And when a relative of the dead uh, with one who will burn the bodies picks up the bodies to take them out of the house, he will say to the one inside the house, are there any more with you? Then someone will say none. And he will say, hold your tongue, for we dare not mention the name of the Lord. That's just pausing for a second. That's an interesting verse there. It was Jewish practice to bury bodies in a tomb. But it got so rough, it got so terrible. They didn't have time for that. They didn't have ability for that. They had to burn the bodies. When he says, hold your tongue, for we dare not mention the name of the Lord. It's kind of the idea of keep your fingers crossed because more punishment may come. And we are completely contrary to the Lord's will and He might just punish us more. So let's just be quiet. That's how bad it was. Verse 11, For behold, the Lord gives a command. He will break the great house into bits and the little house into pieces. Do horses run on rocks? Obviously not. Does one plow there with oxen? Yet you have turned justice into gall and the fruit of righteousness into wormwood. Poison. You who rejoice over Lodabar. Emptiness is what that means. Who say, have we not taken Carnaim for ourselves by our own strength? Carnaim, horns of power. Trusting in their own power. Carnaim, their own strength. But behold, I will raise up a nation against you, O house of Israel, says the Lord God of hosts, and they will afflict you from the entrance of Hamath to the valley of Arabah. Affliction throughout in Zion. What have we noticed about this book of Amos so far? We've noticed that this country prophet from Tekoa a herdsman, and a bearer of sycamore fruit is really letting them have it, isn't he? Why did he do that? Because they needed it. Because they needed it. The Lord roars from Zion. For three sins, yea, for four, I will not turn away punishment. Prepare to meet your God. Woe to you who are at ease in Zion. Just a small sampling. Some tough preaching. From the book of Amos. But they needed it. Amos says, Woe to those who are at ease in Zion, this northern kingdom of Israel. But the question that I'd like for us to ask ourselves this morning is does not the same apply to those who are at ease in Zion, which is spiritual Israel? And the answer is yes. Woe to those who are at ease 
in Zion, spiritual. Brethren, as I look at the decline in the church of Christ, in this nation, I have to say a large part of it is because of being at ease. Complacency. Lukewarmness. Inaction. Excuses. Mentality of decline. I ask you this morning if the Marietta Church of Christ is going to be a part of the continual excuses, the continual decline, or are we going to be a part of the solution to the problem? I look at a nation that is broken. I look at a society that is in decay, morally speaking. And I ask, who has dropped the ball? I know for a fact it isn't God. It's not the media. What ball are we talking about? We're talking about the ball of righteousness. The media never was involved in righteousness. We have dropped the ball. We are the light. We are the salt. And our nation is not being preserved any longer. The church has dropped the ball. Woe to those who are at ease in Zion. Verse number one. Woe to you who are at ease in Zion and trust in Mount Samaria. Notable persons in the chief nation to whom the house of Israel comes. Number one. Number one way that we have dropped the ball is we are putting our trust in the law in the wrong place. He says, Woe to those who are putting their trust in Mount Samaria. Could it be that we have placed too much trust in Mount Rushmore? In Washington, D.C. And brethren, I'm not happy seeing what's happening to Washington, D.C. I'm not happy seeing what's happening to this nation, but we're not going to fix it in Washington, D.C. We're not going to fix it on Mount Rushmore. We're going to fix it from these pews and then from going out from these pews into this nation and converting the lost. That's the only way this will turn around. We've already seen, I'm not going to get political, but we've already seen a lot of people are unhappy with what happened in the election. That didn't turn things around. We've got to turn it around by preaching the gospel. They trusted in Mount Samaria. They trusted in notable persons in the chief nation. Now, say what you will about leaders that we have been given at various points in history. Which side of, of the aisle you're on, say what you will. But the point is, we can't place all our trust in them, whoever they are. I serve a God who rules in the kingdoms of men. Daniel tells us, Romans chapter 13, the powers that be are ordained of God. Maybe, just maybe, we're getting what we deserve. 
Maybe just maybe we need hard times to wake us up. I pray for the president no matter who it is. But I don't put the sum total of my trust in that man. Or woman one day. If we ever have a, a woman president. I don't put my trust in them. Why have we not done anything against abortion? We've been fighting that for 50 years. Almost. Why have we not done anything, really? And we might make a baby step here or a baby step there, but it still exists. Why have we not done anything again about the LGBTQ plus agenda? Maybe we're putting the trust in the wrong place. We want someone in Washington to speak on our behalf, but we won't speak up. We won't speak the truth to our friends and neighbors because it might affect us in negative impacts. We might lose friends. We might lose a job. What about solutions to the problem of abortion? We're quick to make the argument, and we should, that that human life is important. God recognizes that human life. How dare we decide that we can just end it at will? And we're quick to make the argument that instead of ending that life, how about we give that child up for adoption? But how many of us will be willing to adopt one of those little children? How many of us are supporting orphans, pure and undefiled religion before the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unspotted from the world, James one twenty seven. How many? We're quick to point out all the problems of the LGBTQ agenda, and we should. Wickedness. But how many of us are going to those people and trying to convert them to the Lord? Paul did. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9-11. through 11, A long list of perversions. A long list of sins. And Paul says, including homosexuality, and Paul says, and such were some of you. He was converting them. I think we have put our trust in the wrong place. Maybe it's because it's easy. Woe to those who are at ease in Zion. Maybe because it is easy to put our trust in someone else rather than trusting in the Lord and then taking it upon ourselves to do what we're supposed to do. Verse number two. Go over to Kalna and see. And from there go to Hamath the Great. Then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Are you better than these kingdoms or is their territory greater than your territory? Translation, those nations were punished for their wickedness. Are, are we so 
arrogant to think that we won't be punished as well. Brother Robert Taylor Jr. said this about the state of religious society today, and I think he's right. He said, we live in an age where people prefer fun over faith. The lake over the Lord. Things over truth. Sports over the Savior. Gadgets over God. Gimmicks over the gospel. Laughter over the Lord. Recreation over redemption and entertainment over edification. Brethren, as one was talking to me earlier, before we we came in this morning, it's easy to look at what they're doing and what they're doing and what they're doing. Entertainment over edification. And throw those stones. But what are we doing? Are we evangelizing? Are we serving people through benevolent service and looking for opportunities to evangelize? Are we setting that example and being that salt and light at work and at school, at play? You know, we're going to the movie that has umpteen cuss words in it, inappropriate scenes and so on. What kind of example are we going to be just by walking up to the booth and ordering that movie ticket and paying for it? What kind of example are we setting in the schools when our friends are using filthy language and telling immoral jokes and we just laugh right along? What kind of example are we setting for our co-workers as their priorities are this, this, and that rather than the Lord? What kind of example are we setting if we forsake the assembling of the saints to go hunting or fishing to the ball game? We certainly live in an age where people prefer all of these things rather than the Lord. Thank you for listening for this first half of this episode, this sermon that I preached called Woe to Those Who Are at Ease in Zion. I hope that you'll tune in next week as we continue this study from Amos chapter 6. Also, please don't forget to like and subscribe to our social media channels on Instagram, on Facebook, the Scattered Abroad Network of Podcasts. There you will find all sorts of podcasts that you can listen to, such as the Far Better Podcast with Michael Clark, the Transformed Podcast with Caleb Rutherford, the Asking God Why podcast with Jameson Stewart. Also, the Diligent podcast with Joshua Cantrell. Also, the Way podcast with Houston Welch. And finally, the Weathering the Storm podcast with Drew Suttles. We know that you will greatly benefit from listening to all of these podcasts that we have to offer on the Scattered Abroad Network. Thank you so much. You, the listener, are the reason that we put these podcasts together. And I pray that they're beneficial for you. And also would like for you to help us grow our network of podcasts by giving us a like, a share, a follow on social media. And also help us by 
giving us a rating in the App Store. Rate each individual podcast. If you like what you hear, give us five stars. If you don't like what you hear, rate us slower, that's fine. But also, more importantly, please give us feedback. Message us on Facebook or Instagram and let us know what you'd like for us to do to improve the podcast. We'll greatly appreciate that and we'll take that into consideration. But again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and I hope that you'll tune in next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.